1: We're so glad you have chosen to join us today. In part one of this message, Pastor Rander reminds us that God commands us to assemble ourselves together to worship Him. Yet, statistically, less than one-third of confessed Christians do so. Rather, they choose radio, television, the internet, podcasts, etc. to hear, learn, and grow in their walk of faith. The universal church is made up of the people of God who regularly come together to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Listen in and have your Bible pen and paper handy.
2: Have your Bibles. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. There will be a number of Sundays in this particular series. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. And there you'll find these words. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for He who promised... Is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's the key, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And I want to preach this morning from the title. The priority of assembling ourselves together as the church. The priority of assembling ourselves together as the church. Do you not know that we're ever so close to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? And it is high time that we get serious about our relationship with God. And it's really... Time for us to get serious about assembling ourselves together regularly in preparation for the Lord's soon imminent return. By way of introduction, listen to these stats. In September 2016, researcher George Barner released a study of church attendance in America. He found that 73% of Americans call themselves Christians. However, only 31% of those who call themselves Christians actually practice their faith by attending church at least once per month, reading their Bible and praying regularly. Many refuse to come to the house of the Lord because of Bible teaching on radio, they listen and look at the television, they're into social media, the internet, Uh, They attend small group Bible studies, just to name a few. Beloved, these are not substitutes for being an active member of a local church. There are many, many ministries out there, but they are not substitutes for being in the house of God on the Lord's day with the people of God to the glory of God in the unity of the spirit. It is absolutely incredible how Satan has actually duped so many Christians into thinking that it's unnecessary to worship with God's people on the Lord's day. Many Christians nowadays are saying it's not essential. It's not necessary. Uh, It's really unnecessary to do that. As a result, many saints are spiritual babies. These who have this kind of mindset, they are biblically illiterate. They're stagnant, disconnected. They're unstable. They're transient. They go from church to church, 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 church. church. (laughs) And therefore, they don't grow. They don't have any spiritual roots. They can't use their giftedness because they're not in place long enough at a given location to do the Lord's church any heavenly good. They're transient they, and, and by, don't, by doing so uh, they lack a spiritual support system and even a place of refuge don't y'all know it's hard in the world it's difficult in the world people are mean cutthroat nasty evil conniving bitter unforgiving backstabbing and everything else I can't c- call and do you not know the, the church is a place of refuge the church is a place where you can come and be confident, a place of encouragement, a place of healing. And if there's ever a time God's people need to come to church, it is right now. And if Satan has you duped into thinking the church is unessential, you have played right into the devil's hand. The church is losing her effectiveness in making a spiritual impact on on the rapidly decaying culture in which we live. The church has drifted away from teaching sound biblical truth, which has weakened her influence in the world. Many churches have become spiritually anemic and are losing their ability uh, to impact unbelievers. In many instances, Christian soldiers are walking around with their spiritual swords in their sheath. While others do not even realize that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. They have missed the call to arms and do not even realize that the war is on. America will not be transformed through celebrities. America will not be transformed through politicians. And america America will not be transformed through talk shows and reality shows. my friends, the gospel. Of Jesus Christ is our only hope in these last evil decadent times in which we live. God requires his church to dispense, to give out the good news of Jesus Christ to those who are lost. And to those who are headed to a Christless eternity. People are going to hell and they are going in droves. And if he can keep you from hearing the word of God, keep you disconnected so you'll be meandering around, unfocused, confused, misdirected. You'll not know the will of God. You'll not know your place even in the kingdom of God. And you'll be 50, 60, 70 years old still saying, what is the will of God for my life? So for all of this introduction, I'm just getting started. Now let me pose the critical poignant question to you. What is the church? What is the church? Many people today think that the church is a organization. Many think the church is a denomination. Many think the church is the pope. And many even think the church is a building. This is not a biblical understanding of the church. The word church, say church, say it again, church. The word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia, which is defined as an assembly or called out ones. Let me say it again. The word church comes from the Greek word ecclesia, which is defined as an assembly or called out ones. The root meaning of church is not that of a building, but of people. Often when believers are asked what church do they attend, they usually identify a building. You listening now. Romans chapter 16, verse five, a says, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Look at that distinction. Likewise, greet the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ that is in their house. The house is not the church. The church is made up of the people of God, the the saints, Christians, the church, the people who are saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, who've been redeemed, who've been set apart, sanctified. We are the church. And he says, likewise, greet the church. That is in their house. He did not say the house is the church. Paul refers to the church in their house, which is not a church building, but a body of believers. The church assembles themselves together in sanctuaries today. Like we have today, many sanctuaries all over the streets and neighborhoods. You have churches and sanctuaries Uh, the church meets in homes. The church meets in schools. The church meets the church meeting in hotels, the church meeting in offices, the church is meeting in apartment clubhouses. I remember the, old, the early days of Maranatha when we didn't have a building and didn't have a fellowship place and all of that. Uh, one of the members lived in apartments over there off of Walsham and we met in the clubhouse to have our little fellowships. And the church met in Maranatha, had fellowship. We didn't have a spirit cell in all of these facilities that we have here. And we met at a small apartment clubhouse. Um, the church met in tents over in Africa. In the early days of the ministry in Uganda, uh, Peter Kusirivu, uh, who pastors the Gaba Community Church, his church met. In a tent. Now it's in a building, but it was in a tent. And when a strong wind would come, uh, the wind would blow the tent over, but it did not blow the church over (laughs) because the church is not a tent. The church is the people of God. And let me serve notice on you as well. The church also meets underground. Because there are many uh, believers around the world today, they can't have a building like we're in now. I mean, they'll get bombed. They'll get arrested. The church will be bulldozed down. Uh, uh, The people will be imprisoned. So uh, persecution of the church is so great until they have to meet underground and they move around from location to location to. Lo- they don't worship in the same place like we can come and we know we're coming at 7855 East Loop 1604 North Converse Texas. Uh, they can't have an address because if they identify it it's over. So they move around underneath and uh, they worship God and they're the church even though they are underground because of in because of the intensity of persecution against the church around the world.
1: As human beings, we can come up with countless reasons to neglect our church attendance. And as he continues today's message, Pastor Rander addresses several of them. We cannot afford to give Satan a stronghold in this area of our lives. We must not be negligent in our church attendance. The enemy will cause all kinds of distractions. And all we have to do is look to our all-powerful God to defeat him every time. And we'll reap rewards for our determination and faithfulness. Remember to keep your Bible pen and paper handy. Jesus is the
2: great head of the church. How you know? Because of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, which says, And God placed all things under his feet. Everything is under the feet of Jesus. Everything. Uh, Jesus is not stressed. He never scratches his head and says, What am I going to do? Everything all everything happens under his feet and appointed him to be head. He's in charge It's his church over everything for the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who who fills everything in every way. You see, my friend, the body of Christ is made up of all believers in Jesus Christ from the day of Pentecost all in Acts chapter two all the way until Christ comes and and snatches the church in the rapture from earth to heaven. The universal church consists of all those who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, some of us are Jews, they're in the church. Uh, Some are Gentiles, uh, non-Jews in the church. Uh, Some are slaves, they're in the church. And some are free in the church. But we have all been baptized in into one body by one spirit, and we all share in the same spirit, the Holy Spirit. Uh, at the point of salvation, the Holy Spirit baptizes us. He places us in the body of Christ to do the work of ministry to the glory of God. This verse says that anyone who believes in Christ alone is part of the body of Christ and has received the spirit of Christ as evidence that The life of God is living in his or her soul. The universal church of God is all those who have received salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, regardless of status. We don't care about. Your social, economic status, your financial status, your being the who who in the church. We're not concerned about what degree you have, or your accomplishment. Hey, forget all that. You, you just a saint. Amen. All of us are saints. So get off yourself. Get off your high horses. No big eyes and little U's and big P's and little Q's. The ground is level at the cross. That's right. You know, we're not personality driven. You don't make a big deal about somebody else and put somebody else on the sideline. Oh, you go sit back there. We're to treat everybody the same because we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've all, we're all redeemed. We're, we're all children of God. We all got the same daddy who is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we all have, have the same home ca- called heaven. And we've all been blood washed by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Why don't you say amen? amen. Regardless of status. Amen. you in the church, regardless of your background. You, you could have been the worst of the worst, and we've all sinned and we've all got skeletons. We've all done something we wish we can regret and we hope never get found out. Amen. Amen. Regardless of background of what you've done, the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient and is enough for you. There's saving power inherited in, inherent in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right, to wash sins forever regardless of your status, regardless of your background, regardless of your ethnicity. It doesn't matter whether you're Hispanic. The church is for Hispanics and blacks and whites and Koreans and Asians and Japanese and Russians and Filipinos and everybody else I can't call the body of Christ. We talk about heaven in, in Revelation. It's talk about every tribe, every tongue, every nation. There's diversity in the body of Christ. So if you want the church to be all black here, you are out of order. It's not going to be all black in heaven. It's not going to be all white in heaven. Heaven's going to be a, di- a d- diversified. Now, if you've got a problem with the races, you don't want to go to heaven because heaven's integrated. <laughs> By the way, if you go to hell, it's integrated too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We all came from one blood, the blood of Adam and Eve. Why don't y'all say amen? The church is no place for racial prejudice Racism and all that, that is satanic in origin and is of the devil. Galatians chapter one, verse two says, and all the brethren who are with me look to the churches of uh, Galatia. In this verse, we see that in the province of Galatia, there were many churches that we call local churches all throughout that province. The church is comprised of those who belong to Christ because of placing their faith in him for salvation. Now, let me transition. Why do believers neglect church attendance? Why do believers neglect church attendance? I'm so glad you asked. First of all, let me say this. Unbelievers do not desire to have regular attendance in a local church assembly because they do not have a personal, authentic relationship with Christ. So they are unsaved. So you don't expect them to go to church. But it is quite another thing when we believers say we know Christ and yet willfully neglect regular church attendance. Some of the reasons why saints are not active members of a local assembly are, and I won't be able to give them all today. Number one, saints don't don't come and assemble with the believers because of laziness. They're just lazy, lazy. Many Christians are remiss. They are slack in their attendance. They are unconcerned. Well, I come, I, I miss the day, but I'll go next week. Oh, they're not going to miss me. They're careless with. They're negligent with sacred things. Coming to church to worship with God's people on the Lord's day is a sacred thing. What makes it sacred? Because Jesus, the word of God, tells us uh, it's sacred. Jesus went to the temple. That's right. As a matter of fact, you got to whoop and whoop some folk out of it. He took the temple and he took the business of God Seriously. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's a sacred organism. It, it, it is it's a body of Christ. We're the bride. We are the church of the living God. It's sacred. The word of God in Hebrews tells us in the text, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some are in the habit of are doing. You're missing coming to the church to worship God in spirit and in truth. You have a bad habit. You got and once you start missing, it's easy to miss the next time, yeah. next time. Now all of a sudden it's five months, it's half a year, two years, three years. You don't know when the last time you've been. Stop saying you've blown to such and such church, you haven't been there in five months. Many Christians are remiss, slack, unconcerned, careless, and negligent with that which is sacred. Number two, why why Christians don't go to church? Because of selfishness. These are Christians who are concerned primarily with their own interests. Many who say they're Christians are self centered and devoted to caring only for themselves and have no regard for others. They could care what's happening down at at the place of worship. Their own selfishness keep them from assembling with a local church. It's all about them, what they want, what they got to do, what they got to go. It's just me, 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 what, my, 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 my. And you just dismiss God. But there's a coming a day you're going to have, have to answer to God for how you love this church or, or perhaps how unresponsive you were to the church and how careless you were with that which is so Precious to God. Jesus shed his blood for the church, my friends. Look how quiet it is in him now. Can't hear Pendra. Number three, why do saints not go to church? Because of busyness. So many Christians are preoccupied. Say preoccupied Preoccupied. with, with activities of life, with overcrowded and jammed schedules. Got to take my dog to a pet store. Got to cut my yard. Like son, the only day you can cut your yard. I gotta go. I gotta go to H E B grocery store. I gotta. To... Uh, I got to look at the game. Uh, I got to take my kids down to Little League Ball. They got ball every Sunday. They practice on Sunday, you see. The ball's going to keep them when they have financial problems. The basketball going to keep them when they have marital problems. The football and, and all the, the cheerleading is going to keep them when they have major decisions. All they got to do is go to cheerleading pra- practice and they'll get answers for life. Yeah, so so you ball, 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 ball. You ball them at five years old. You ball them at 10, 15. all of a sudden they're 18. All these full of, they're just full of ball. There's nothing wrong with ball. Ball. I wish I could bounce a ball. I, uh, I wish I could play ball. But I can't. But that's okay. I did play in my time. I ain't do much, but I tried. <laughs> Schedule so tightly. Overcrowded schedules jam, 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 which causes them. Uh, my schedule so tight, God, I'm too busy for you. I'm too busy to come to church. Uh, leave me alone, God. I'm busy. Business is one of Satan's best strategies for keeping believers from being active members of a local church. Beloved. If, if you are too busy for God, then you are really too busy. You that busy? You that important? <laughs> you need to get over yourself. You mean, come on now. Amen. Come on. Uh, number four. Oh, I ain't through yet. <sighs> number four. Why do believers neglect church attendance? It's because of previous bad experience. Many Christians say they They had bad experiences at other churches. They attended until so many bad experiences until they've just given up going to church. I've been to this church and this happened. I go to this church and that happened. I go to this church. I quit. I ain't going anymore. I'm tired of those folk. Now, some of these churches are bad, I must admit. But listen, if you have a bad job, you don't just leave and don't go to work anymore. Come on here. I mean, if that job is that bad and you leave, what you going to go do? Find another. You're not going to stay broke and not eat. You still got to pay bills. You go find another job. Unless you're lazy. Unless you like living on the government or something. I know that's not none of y'all in here. You, And that's all, that's all right for a time, but you ought to get tired of that. Look how quiet it's getting now. <laughs> Previous bad experiences. And you know what? And, some, and I can understand some people saying that because they say, you know what? I have better times with, with my friends that, that don't know Jesus. They know how to laugh with me, they can smoke, they can drink, we can cuss, we don't even fall out. As a matter of fact, we too high to fall out. <laughs> but when I come to church, they roll their eyes, they look at me like I got spinach on me. Look like I've been baptized in lemon juice. Ah, Uh, I'm tired of these bad experiences. When bad things happen in your family, hopefully you don't just leave your family, but many do. Satan deceives believers into thinking that all churches are the same. You go to one church, it's bad. Go go on, go to another. You go to that one, it's bad. bad. Keep going. God's getting you somewhere. Trust God and keep moving. Move, 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 Hey, glory! The Lord has landed me in a place that's meeting my need. Now, wherever you go, it's not going to be a perfect church. It's not going to be a perfect choir. It's not going to be a perfect pastor. As a matter of fact, if the church is all in, when you get there, it's going to be imper- imperfect because you just arrived. Okay? No perfect church. We have perfect God, but imperfect people.
1: Pastor Rander concludes part one of this message with the question, What is the purpose of the church? Listen to his God-inspired answers and reflect on this. God gave his son to pay the penalty for our sin. Then he took his rightful place with his father in heaven. Through the indwelling Holy Spirit, God has empowered us as Christians to be his representatives here on earth until he returns. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.